0: When you're focusing on trying not to lose, it's really just going to create more loss for you. Worse yet, when you're focused on fear, fear of loss, instead of focusing on creation, you stop creating new income. You stop creating new income streams. You stop creating new wealth because you're focused on wrong thing. You're focused on loss or prevention. I've ended up in a unique place in life where I've got the experience, the connections, and all of the secrets that it takes to be successful. And I'm lifting the curtain to reveal it all to you in an effort to help put you in a position of abundance so great that you can then be as generous as possible. So let's lock arms and let's get started. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Chris Harder Show. It's another Money Monday, here where we talk all things money and where today I am grateful for, let's see, I know. I'm grateful for the skill set, the ability that Lori and I have been given. I really feel like it's God given, and I think all of us have this that is God given. Some of us just cultivate it, or maybe realize it earlier than others. But I'm grateful for the ability to create abundance that Lori and I have. It it now comes naturally to us to see opportunity to create abundance, and and that hasn't always been the case. And it's actually kind of what today's episode is going to be about, ironically. But nonetheless, that's what I'm grateful for today to have that ability. And every one of you have that ability in you. And I can help you with that ability a little bit too, by the way. Don't forget, I text you guys a positive money mantra every single morning you wake up. Now, if you're on the list, awesome. You're one of the thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people that I text every morning. If you're not, it's totally free. My wife said, hey, you should do this. You wake me up to a mantra, you should do it to everybody else. I kind of started it as like a joke. And now, you know a freaking gajillion of you wake up to my text every morning and I love it. It's totally free. So if you want me to text you a positive money mantra so you can kind of control how you're going to see the day abundantly or not before your feet hit the ground, all you got to do is text me first and I'll throw you on the list. Text me the word daily to 310-421-0416. Again, text me the word daily to 310-421-0416. Okay. So here's what today's episode is about. I was like having a block. I was like, God, I've got to do a money Monday. I don't know what to talk about. And Lori's like, Hey, just ask chat GPT. And I'm like, God, I didn't even think about that. Everyone else is using it. I really haven't bothered to use it much. So I literally typed into chat GPT. I said, Hey, what are the top challenges around money mindset? And remember, chat GPT is just a culmination of every single thing that has ever hit the internet ever, It's just a culmination of that. So it's pretty damn accurate. Because think of all the blogs and podcasts and articles and social media and everything else that's in the world, all pulled into one place to create these common threads. That's what it spits out. So it spit out four of the most common challenges around money mindset. And I thought, holy crap, I've had all four of these in my life. I've had to change all four of these in my life. And when I share them with you, as you hear them, if you're like, oh my God, that's me or crap, that's me, I want you to remember That was us. All four of these we have struggled with. And now we don't. So you too can change these, I promise you. Nonetheless, here's what they are. The first one was a scarcity mindset. And in particular, here's what it meant by a scarcity mindset. I said, many individuals struggle with a scarcity mindset, which is rooted in the belief that there's not enough money to go around. Or, I added, that there's not enough money available to you. You might know that there's a lot of money in the world, but a scarcity mindset makes you think that for some reason it's not available to you. And the problem is this mindset often leads to a fear around spending or it causes you to start hoarding money. Or worst of all, it paralyzes you and you have difficulty taking like really smart financial risks and therefore you miss out on the growth of your money. You miss out on growing your business. You miss out on learning from the best mentor. You miss out on investing when and where you should, all because of a scarcity mindset. So if this is you, what can you do? Here's what we've done. Practice gratitude and abundance daily. And I don't mean like casually pass it by. I mean, literally practice it daily. Take inventory of all that you do have, instead of what you don't have. Let me repeat that. Take inventory. Stop and take inventory of all that you do have instead of concentrating on what you don't have yet. You often have so much more money available to you, so many more resources available to you than you think. But like I've said many times on a show in the past, what do you do? You wake up, you look at your checking savings. If you don't like the number, you say, oh, I'm broke. Instead of looking at everything else, maybe your 401k, maybe the equity in your home, maybe the room that you have on your credit cards, if you had to invest, who knows? you got to calculate your daily net worth and have it in front of you, even if it doesn't change much day to day to get a real financial snapshot of the ability that you have in front of you and to get a real financial snapshot of if you're moving the needle or not in a positive direction. And when you do this every single day, it becomes about changing your defaults, your default view around money. You change the view that you automatically see your financial world through work daily. And yes, I know I keep saying freaking daily, but this is the key. Work daily to focus on what you have instead of what you lack. And I promise you this practice will will shift your default mindset from one of scarcity or one of lack to a default of opportunity and abundance. You'll literally become an opportunity seeing machine. All right, second one that is spit out was fear of failure or loss. This one's obvious, right? Fear of failure or loss. Some people are freaking paralyzed. I mean frozen by the fear of financial failure or loss. And guess what? The more money that you accumulate, the more this can set in. You accumulate money by playing offense, right? You're going out there and you're actively trying to win. But then once you have more than you've had in the past, you start saying, oh my God, what if this goes away? It went away before. I'm not used to having it. What if it goes away? That's fear of failure or loss. And it causes you to start playing defense instead of continuing to play offense, which started to get you some momentum to begin with. It causes you to start trying not to lose instead of actively trying to win. But the worst part is what you focus on expands, right? So when you're focusing on trying not to lose, it's really just going to create more loss for you. Worse yet, when you're focused on fear, fear of loss, instead of focusing on creation, you stop creating new income. You stop creating new income streams. You stop creating new wealth because you're focused on the wrong thing. You're focused on loss or prevention. So once you have a smart budget established, then 99% of your remaining energy should always be focused on creating new money in your life. I'll give you an example. Pretend you owned a store. And as you know, every single store has some theft that happens. So they have a loss prevention department, right? They're trying to catch people from stealing and, and cutting it away at your bottom line. Well, imagine if you put all of your operating money from the store into loss prevention, and not a single penny into creation, aka having sales, doing marketing, getting new people, buying things in your store, what would happen? Yeah, you'd prevent loss, but your store would close because you don't have any new sales coming in. You put all of your energy towards loss prevention instead of wealth creation. And so if that's what would happen in that obvious scenario, that's what happens to you in your head and therefore in your actions, when you are paralyzed by the fear of failure or loss. So what can you do if this is you? This one's easy. Educate yourself. Everybody can find 15 minutes a day and everybody can afford a free podcast or a book or a lot of the very inexpensive resources out there on the internet to educate themselves. You see, this fear comes from a lack of education or a lack of certainty around money. So you become afraid it's going to disappear. So what do you do? Increase your knowledge about investments. Increase your knowledge about new income streams and how to do them. Increase your knowledge about basic financial strategies. And before you know it, your fear will be gone because you've educated yourself. You now have taken away the uncertainty because you, through education, have developed certainty. When you feel educated in this area, you stop playing from a place of fear, which is simply coming from the unknown, right? You don't yet feel like you know what to do so you become fearsome you hoard you conserve you play defense so if i woke up in your shoes and and this is you i would go read tony robbins book unshakable great book or maybe go read the book broke millennial by aaron Lowry. and if you're not a reader or in addition to reading if you're someone who like learns through courses i'd go take the course called the affluence blueprint by mel abraham the affluence blueprint it's so freaking good And it's like one that everybody can digest and everybody can understand. And here's the best part. It's the real deal. So the Affluence Blueprint by Mel Abraham. You can't go wrong with educating yourselves with with teachers like these people, whether it's the books, the courses, or or whoever it may be. Okay, the third one. The third one that ChatGPT came up with was having harmful beliefs about money. Deep-rooted harmful beliefs about money. Deep seated beliefs inherited from childhood or societal influence that can limit your ability to accumulate wealth or achieve financial success or even want to, to be honest. Beliefs such as money is the root of all evil or rich people are greedy. Or if I have this and someone else is going without that can really hinder your ability to want to build wealth. You feel bad if you attempt to, like you're one of the bad guys. And of course, that's going to affect your actions. So challenging and reframing these limiting beliefs is crucial for fostering a healthy money mindset. Your life's goggles, if you will, aka you know the paradigm, how you see the world, are formed from your your interpretation of events that have happened to you or events that have happened around you, or events that you've seen happen to other people. For example, let's say your parents always lost their job. Like one of your parents always lost their job. And they'd always come home and they blame it on a boss. Oh, another greedy boss laying us off so they can get richer, right? Well, deep down, as a kid hearing this, you might start to form an interpretation that building a business and therefore being a boss would make you the bad guy. Just like you heard growing up. And of course, logically, we all want to be light. We don't want to be the bad guy. So what happens? You don't even attempt to build something big or fruitful. Now, logically, we know this doesn't have to be true. But subconsciously, this stuff is powerful. Our wounded interpretations really pile up and they form our financial goggles that we see the world through. So if this is you, what can you do? Well, you can challenge, you can seek, and you can reframe these beliefs that are holding you back. Like actively question your beliefs around money. Journal, honestly, your earliest memories around money. Journal your current limiting beliefs around money. And then seek evidence that contradicts these limiting beliefs and consciously reframe them into more empowering thoughts around money and wealth. I mean, literally, write down the first five people that you can remember in your life, probably from your childhood, who you thought had money. And then right next to their name, write down and ask yourself, what did you think of these people growing up? For those of you that have damage here, I'll bet there's some really wounded money perspectives that you saw them as or heard about them growing up. Well, guess what? As adults, we get to reframe our interpretation of those events. We get to choose again. So to counteract that programming, write down five to 10 people you know now or you know of, even if you don't know them directly now, have done well financially, and simultaneously lead a life of kindness and generosity in the way that you would want to. Five to 10 people that are living a financially successful life in the way that you would like to show up to others. And make them your new examples. Whenever you think about money, follow them, engage with them, get to know them if you can, become in their proximity somehow if you can. This over time, the more you do it, will change how you view people with money and therefore Change how you view yourself if you had money too. And the fourth one. The fourth one is emotional spending and instant gratification. Oh, do we live in a world of instant gratification? Look what I have, Instagram. Look what I have, world. It's everywhere. Now, some of you, you're not affected by this. But ChatGPT, which is a culmination of every single thing ever recorded on the internet, said this is the fourth most common money mindset problem. So clearly it affects a lot of people. Emotional spending and instant gratification. And they're kind of the same and they're also kind of two different things. Emotional spending, driven by the desire for instant gratification, can lead to overspending, can lead to really dumb decisions, can lead to going into debt. It can lead to buying things that you don't even want to impress people you don't even know for all the wrong reasons. Or at the very minimum. If it doesn't cause you to go into debt, it can at least wash away the excess you would have had to invest. At the very minimum, it stops you from being able to invest the way you should. This mindset challenge involves using money as a coping mechanism for stress or for boredom or to solve emotional challenges that you're having or to boost your self-worth. So when you're trying to do these things, when you're trying to have more significance, it causes you to make these impulsive or kind of shallow decisions, if you will. I mean, people spend for significance and for dopamine hits all the time. There's a million emotional reasons that people spend. Some people are, are breakup spenders, some, right? Some people are, I want to avoid going to work the next day, so I'm going to buy things online Sunday night. There's a lot of ways that people use spending as escapism. But regardless of your reason, If it falls into this category, it's probably the number one reason that you might end up either in a financial, you know, really tough position or find it impossible to get out of the one that you're in because it's ego-driven. And I've always said, your ego is your biggest overhead. It's going to cost you more than anything else on this planet. So overcoming this challenge requires developing a self-awareness, admitting that this is the truth about ourselves. And let me guess, you're like, well, this is not me. But deep down, you're like, oh God, what if this is me? That's your ego stopping you, right? Your ego saying, no, this is not us. We're better than this. But really, if you have a hunch this is you, it's probably you. Because there was a time in my life that I had a hunch this was me. And guess what? It was me. So don't let your ego trick you. Admitting that this is you is the absolute first step in fixing this. But what else can you do? You can create some cool little tools in stopping you from taking these actions. For example, implementing a spending pause rule. Lori and I did this when we were starting over financially in 2009. So for context, for those of you that don't know the story, we went from losing everything during the banking recession in 2009 to making about 200 grand the next year when we were trying to kind of build our comeback and trying to start some some businesses. So that'd be 2010, right? To then making our first million dollars the year after that in 2011, right? So from broke to about 200 grand to our first million dollar year just two years later. Now, here's why I share that. Once the money started rolling in, it was real hard to not want to spend it. Like, it was rolling in. So we're like, oh my God, this is awesome, right? Million bucks in the Midwest, 2011. First time we've made a million bucks a year. That was intoxicating. But luckily, coming off that really freshly scarred financial lesson that we had to learn, and we had to learn like publicly in front of our, our then friends and family and all that, of having to start over, Luckily, that caused us to have the presence to say, we don't want to end up back there. So we created a one-year rule for any large purchases or luxury purchases. Literally, if we wanted that bag or that car or that watch or that whatever, one year after we first wanted it, we'd let ourselves get it. And guess what? Surprise, surprise, we ended up not wanting any of those things a year later. So it stopped us from making a lot of emotional purchases. So what can you learn? from our example? Well, before making any non-essential purchases, give yourself a waiting period. Now, yours doesn't have to be a year, like we chose. I think maybe we're really being aggressive and wanting to build up a big nest egg and really making sure that we were reprogramming ourselves from the old ways of finding entertainment and joy to to some new, healthier ways, right? But yours doesn't have to be a year, but at least maybe 24 hours. Or maybe you have a one-week rule or a one-month rule. Like, I think one month is great. If you want that thing or that trip or whatever. After waiting one month, 30 days, then go ahead and get it. Because at least, you know, you're not buying it from an emotional place in the moment. We also implemented a cash equivalent rule, meaning if we couldn't buy it in cash, we would not buy it. Now, this didn't mean that we paid for everything in cash. Like a lot of times when we buy a car, or if they had, you know, 0% financing, we would take that 0% financing instead of paying cash for it. But it meant that we had to have the cash available to make the purchase in cash comfortably, or we weren't allowed to make it. Because then if we financed it and we decided we wanted to pay it off or if we had to pay it off, at least we knew we could pay it off and that we're buying it from a place of a responsible nature. Both of these rules really, really help to reprogram us so that we buy smart things that we truly want now in a smart way instead of going back to old habits of buying things for the wrong reasons or or for these emotional dopamine hits. So why did I share these four things? Well, in summary... These four things will make or break your financial life, which will make or break the rest of your life. That's just the truth of it. But good news, all four of these money mindset challenges can be fixed. And they can be fixed simply, not easily, but simply. That's great news, right? No matter your history, no matter your age, no matter your situation, think about each one of these. Each one can be reprogrammed, like the scarcity mindset. Easy to reprogram with daily refocusing and, and retraining exercises, but are you willing to do them? Or number two, fear of failure and loss. Easy to reprogram with proactively getting educated, like going out and learning what to do and what not to do so that the unknown, which creates that fear, which creates you being frozen becomes the known. You now know what to do, and what not to do, and the fear goes away. Or the third one, harmful beliefs around money. That can easily be reprogrammed By first digging into your first money memories, your first examples, and then choosing new ways to interpret them and new people and new evidence that you want to see today to change the financial goggles that you see the world through. And the fourth one, emotional spending, instant gratification. That one's easy to reprogram by admitting it first and foremost. Admitting that this is you. And then retraining where you get your joy from or where you get your significance from, how you handle emotions from, by implementing some of those simple spending rules. And I'd even suggest taking a step further. And once you implement these, these spending rules, have somebody check your finances monthly, look at your bank accounts to hold you accountable to sticking to your new spending rules. Bottom line is this. I want you guys to remember one thing. The good news is these actions are simple. Every single one of you can do these, but not necessarily easy. Simple means all of you can do this, but not easy because these come from deep-rooted programming. And it takes some deep-rooted honesty and some deep-rooted hard work to be able to change that deep-rooted programming. But I can promise you this, speaking from personal experience, okay? Speaking from firsthand experience, this is one of the best journeys that you will ever take head-on should you choose to. Because when you do, that's when good people like you make good money and then you can do great things. And I would add to that, then lead a great life. Thanks for listening. Always love and appreciate you.